we need to get this guy ready to roll. Fran, oh. you know how excited I am. I mean, this is I was yeah. there and watching all the confetti, and I I have to think that and Fran Fraschilla joining us on uh, Matt Mosley's show with Stephen Simcox, ESPN Central Texas. I I had to think, man, there there's almost. Um, I don't know if you were quite as happy as I was, but my goodness, Fran, you've known this program. You you know, you love Scott. You have such a great relationship. Jerome, what did that feel like when you when you knew the Bears had wrapped that thing up? Well, first of all, I'm a journalist, so, you know, I'm very even-handed there, Moe. You know what I mean? Like I, <laughs> I felt equally. You know, actually, in all honesty, I had four very good friends in the Final Four Uh this weekend, all four of these guys I've known for a long time, but specifically knowing that Mark Few tomorrow morning will still be a Hall of Fame coach and will be fishing in the Spokane River, I guarantee you that, um, and very disappointed right now. I was very, very happy for Scott and the staff and cannot believe it's happened. I cannot believe that what he talked about 18 years ago, prayed about, worked 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 so hard to uh attain has happened it's just only i don't don't know it's it's fairy tale you know uh but you and i and those of us who've been around the program for all these years have seen it bit by bit get better 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 he became a better coach you know there's a culture there that's second to none and uh very happy for everybody associated with baylor university and particularly the basketball program yeah, it's pretty amazing to see, and and uh, Fran, you've had kind of a front row view uh, of a, of a lot of this. Uh, walk us through your impressions of of sort of what that game plan looked like, what you you know what it was. Yeah. Now, obviously, they had some success. Timmy did just not; he didn't go off like he has been through yeah. much of this tournament. What what were your eyes telling you about what the Bears were doing that seemed to uh, uh, take? One of the one of the all time great offenses out of its rhythm. Yeah. Well, first of all, Mose, I honestly think Saturday I saw pre COVID Baylor. You know, we saw it in the second half against Villanova, but Saturday was seventeen and zero Baylor. You know, uh, and so I, I, that meant to me that by Monday that this would be a dogfight uh, at the very worst. You know, because there was a time. At the end of the season, I said it on the air. I said, this is not the same team. It just can't be. You know, three weeks, no practice, eight kids in the protocol. So it all started to me Saturday. And then what we saw last night was on the offensive end, let's start there first. Uh, Drew Timmy, as great, great a player as he is, because of Baylor's versatility, their guard play, but Drew Timmy was a, uh, like a linebacker guarding Jerry Rice in his prime. No chance. And just the way it was, they switch a lot. Baylor took advantage of it. Scott Drew has become an, an incredibly good tactician. Um, and, and it's been proven time and time again in recent years. So they took their guards. They made you guard them with bad matchups. It forced Gonzaga to go to zone. That didn't work either because the ball movement and the shooting is exquisite. And then defensively, you know, ironically, on offense, they look like Picasso. On defense, they look like junkyard dogs, which they are. And it, what's, it, what's, what makes this team so special is these are uniquely great kids off the court who play with a chip on, on the court, but um, they separate it, and it's amazing to watch. Talking to Fran Fraschilla, ESPN, Big 12 uh, analyst, and does such a great job. Joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN, such as 
I mean, Fran, that's got to be a lot of pride, and you have such a great relationship. Coach Huggins, a lot of the Big 12 coaches, uh, I would think there's a great deal, even though these guys love to beat each other. But do you feel like that gauntlet that you that you go through in the Big 12? I mean, this was a great Baylor team no matter who they played. But, I mean, is this proof of anything that Gonzaga threw a weaker schedule and maybe – you know, it, when it came down to it, Baylor was a little bit more battle-hardened, or is that reading too much into it? Well, it's an argument you can make, and it's been made before. I would say the counter-argument to that is I've seen Big 12 teams going to con- into the NCAA tournament absolutely worn out from the fight, from the gauntlet, from the three months. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, the best thing, the silver lining of the loss to Oklahoma State in Kansas City and I talked to Coach Drew that night was, hey, we're going to finally get to practice some, which we haven't been able to do at the end of the year because we had to make up all these games. And they also, and again, I don't think they were at their sharpest early in the tournament, uh, a couple, some good performances. But, no, I think it can go either way, Mose. I really do. Uh, one thing I thought you were going, uh, one route I thought you were going was, there is absolutely, I've seen this, I've seen it, um, there's absolutely a pride factor of the co- mm-hmm. of, by the coaches in this league for the league and its teams and its success. And despite what anybody says about Scott Drew early in his tenure at Baylor and all the, you know, Bob Knight didn't like him or Rick Barnes, you know, Rick is my friend. I work for him. And what Rick didn't like was it was no longer two wins a year for Texas. That's what Rick didn't like. But right, <laughs> right now, today, in this league, I see it all the time. There is an incredible camaraderie amongst the coaches, and I think everybody in the Big 12 today is proud of Baylor. They're proud of the league. They, you know, It's a little bit more of a message about how good this league is. I love how you put that. And by the way, that's where I was headed. But you know my brain. Then I then I shot <laughs> off somewhere else. I mean, that's how well, that's kind of how I, I operate. Do that, you know. I get paid <laughs> to, to say those things. So, and I can say it. <laughs> I can say it because I work for Rick, and I know how Rick is, and I and I know how he and and Scott have been, you know, in recent years. So, I think yeah. I think Scott has proven himself as a great coach and a and someone that really cares not only about Baylor but about the Big Twelve. I mean, that's been proven time and time again. Yeah, now I mean, they can, once you win one of these things, it's like you say, Mark Few's still a Hall of Famer if he yeah. never wins it. Yeah. I mean, Charles Barkley never won a won, won a uh, NBA title. He's still he's still a Hall of Famer. He's still one of the greatest. But this is it's just beyond belief, isn't it, friend? That we can kind of all all the prognosticators can say, well, they're just not quite at Gonzaga's level. And you had a good look at this thing that that yeah. they the pre the pre COVID the post COVID and it almost flipped, didn't it? The, the post-COVID, even when Baylor kind of showed that they were back a little bit, it was still kind yeah. of like Gonzaga's at a different level, and it, it, yeah. it, they went away from saying Baylor and Gonzaga were kind of alone. It was kind of like there's Gonzaga and everybody else. And then all of a well, sudden me, it hit us in the face yeah. that last night. Well, me, that, yeah, yeah. Let me, correct, let me correct you because it's Gonzaga. Because remember, you're not the Zogs, you're the Zags. See? I want, yeah, you, I, I I want hear, you to be smart, Mose. I, I hear you and Billis doing that. Well, I, yeah, you know, when you're from Kaufman, well, see, Texas, I, I, you, I'm not you say Gonzaga. I'm not on Twitter like Jay did. I'm just telling you as a friend. So. <laughs> uh, but, but, no, I mean, listen, I, I said this a month ago. If you may remember this tweet, I said that I believe that Scott Drew will someday be in the Naismith Hall of Fame. And I think this championship last night certainly is a huge piece of the Naismith Hall of Fame resume. 
if he continued us to do over the next 10 to 15 years what he's already done at Baylor, I believe he will be in the Naismith Hall of Fame someday. You know, I, I really believe that. 600 wins, starting out where they were. And I'm only thinking ahead now. It might be 700. I don't know, but I haven't added them up. But I do think Scott Drew right now, today, has a chance to be in the Naismith Hall of Fame, which is an impossible thing to say for anybody who was around 18 years ago at that August press conference. Yeah, yeah, when everybody thought, what are you doing at age 32? <laughs> yeah, Scott Why Drew. Why did you take this job? Why did you take this job is what I said to myself. Did did, uh, did you know Scott at uh, Valpo and, and and had crossed paths with Homer? Like when, when was the first yeah. time you remember getting to know him a little bit? Uh, 98, Final Four, I believe that was the year that Bryce hit the shot and uh, mm. my – St. John's team made its first appearance in the NCAA tournament in a while. And we were together. I, I, I can remember uh, people who are listening in, in Central Texas will know what I'm talking about. There's a barbecue place on the Riverwalk. It's kind of a chain, but it's, I don't know, it can't. And so, anyway, we were, we were at an event at this barbecue place on the Riverwalk on the, that week at the Final Four, getting some awards for coaching. And that's where I met Homer. That's where I met Scott and just, you know, we just, you know, I mean, if you don't like Homer Drew, then you're, you know, you don't like people. So we just <laughs> hit it off. And then when Scott got to Baylor uh, and I knew Bob Bodine, who's a good, very close friend of the program who did the search for Dr. Sloan and the university. Uh, I got to know Scott even better that year. We had just moved to Dallas and uh, you know, a friendship kicked, kicked in. And, and um, I, I'm, I'm proud to say that, uh, while I've been impartial as much as I can be through the years, um, I, I feel good about watching the development of Scott as a human being, as a coach, and, and, and the program. And so, yeah, it's kind of fun. We were sitting home last night here in Dallas, my wife and my son, Matt, who's a Villanova, who's very close to Coach Drew. They, mm -hmm. they text at least once a week, and they just played Villanova, so that was kind of bittersweet. But um, we were all kind of, you know, mixed emotions because of Mark Few and my relationship, but Trust me, Mose, all of these guys, they're not going to – Mark Few's not changing today, and neither is Scott yeah. Drew. They're the same great people that you see that they are. So, Well, we, we whether you like it or not, we sort of count you as part of the Baylor family. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't mind it. Trust me, I don't mind it. And I'm glad I'm – glad, I'm, I'm glad because it also allows me to be a member of the Big 12 family, which, mm -hmm. you know, I've, I've gotten very accustomed to, you know, covering this league and knowing how good it is and, Telling yeah. people about these kids before anybody else does. Well, Fran Fraschilla joining us uh, from ESPN does an incredible job. By the way, I saw Devontae Bandu the other night, and I know you like Devontae a lot, and Devontae yeah. was telling me he'd had an injury, yeah. and he had had some G League tryout opportunities, and he said, I'm going to go play some Canadian League basketball yeah. and at some point i found myself Devonte. we got to get you with fran he can kind of <laughs> yeah. he can kind of help navigate some of this but you know that dude yeah. can flat out shoot it and there's probably some place for him to play i don't know if it's oh, the nba oh. or the g league or wherever but uh, he's he gonna can, play somewhere he can play overseas most but you know you just reminded me one last thing yeah think about the, think about the aaron bruces and the matt samens and the mm. you know mama jens and you know, all those guys, Kevin Rogers, all those guys who can kind of bask in this championship because you and I both know that there's a uh, family bond there uh, because of Scott and the university. 
Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. Talking to Fran Fraschilla from ESP. And one thing, I wanted to tap into your NBA brain real quick. Um, yeah. Da- Davion <laughs> and Jared. I'm laughing, man. <laughs> Bro, I'm laughing. I mean, listen, he didn't get better. Okay? He was, this, is, this is who he was in January when we had him in the lottery. You know what I mean? Yeah. He didn't get better. He, not, he did get better, but my point is, yeah, this kid, all he had to do, uh, you know, Kansas State, 31 points, I think, in mid-January. No, listen, kudos <laughs> to him because he's going to be he's going to be a top 10 pick. He is wow. going to be a top 10 pick. He reminds me of the other Mitchell, uh, uh, Spider Mitchell, Donovan. Yeah, Mitchell. yeah. No, I'm, yeah. I'm so, you know, and Teague's going to get a chance and Jared, obviously, and uh but Davion is a special breed because he's so athletic, he's so multidimensional, and uh, I'm, I'm joking because the mock draft guys, they shouldn't know enough. They, they shouldn't know as much as I have. I've been around 40 years, but <laughs> it's just so fun for people to recognize nationally, seriously, what a great talent the young man is. And the other thing, Moses, how much work those kids put in that practice gym over the last three years. Iron sharpens iron, and that's why – Adam Flagler and L.J. Cryer are next, really. I mean, poor L.J. Cryer. He's like he's like in the Alabama quarterback room with with Tua and Mac Jones and uh, and Jalen Hurts just waiting his turn. <laughs> I I saw somebody write. They said, "Well, Cryer is in the rotation," and I said, "I thought to myself, it was like somebody nationally on ESPN wrote that." They said Cryer's a, a part of a big part of Baylor's rotation. I'm like, I don't. I don't remember that. I don't. I don't remember Cryer being part of the be. rotation. Yeah, but he will be because yeah. seven guys on this team have redshirted. Uh, all a lot of the guys on this team have waited their turn, and LJ's turn is next year. We know. We know that's coming. Yeah, and it, that's what uh, I think it was. John Jake has told me. And by the way, isn't that a cool thing about the Baylor program and Gonzaga? Uh, did I do that yeah. right? Yeah, uh, I, I think. Um, there's a lot of man, Mark Few and Scott. It was just interesting that yeah. they did end up to you know in that final game. I think they have just a huge friendship and respect for each other. And then Jacus went from Baylor to Gonzaga to back to back to the Bears. It, it just seems like oh. the programs have a a really yeah. there's some kind of relationship there that's pretty cool. Listen, don't forget my man Rem Backamus, you know, who yes. was, uh, you know quietly you know another former Zag player. But no, I've got to tell you. Just so your listeners understand this, last summer when all was in doubt with college basketball, Mark and Scott were on the phone every day trying to figure out how to play each other, how to have a season, who to get involved. I mean, this thing with uh, round robin with Virginia, Villanova, Baylor, and Gonzaga, you know, almost happened. And, uh, you know, it got destroyed by a couple things in November. But those two guys get a lot of credit, not only for their teams, but because they were actively involved behind the scenes trying to pull off a basketball season. Well, listen, I uh, uh, a lot of people all uh, try to book you, uh, especially on a day like today. It means a lot <laughs> that uh, you would be with me, and uh, I will see you soon at Tupanamba. Yep. All right? We'll, you, we'll you go will. up there and have you some Tupi tacos. Sooner later, trust me. <laughs> Underwood's up there right now. All right. <laughs> uh, it'll, it'll be on my on my son my son Matt's home. That's that. It, last night it was Chang's at the North Park. I have a feeling next couple nights it's going to be Tupi. So uh, hopefully I'll see you. All right, buddy. Thank you. Thank you, Fran. Really appreciate you. Oh, uh, you got it, Mose. All the best, man.